You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It's not another Buffalo podcast. The bi-weekly show hosted by three of the most underqualified sports personalities this side of the canal. With John. Josh was rushed into it either way. It's not like they had time to develop Josh. He was kind of thrown to the wolves because Nathan Peterman threw up a dud or five and a half. But Brando. If Eli Manning can beat an undefeated New England Patriots team, then I can do anything that I want in this world. Like, I, you know. And Pat. Well, to quote, rage against the machine. <laughs> what what better place than here? And, um, you know, what, what better time than now? But, uh, <laughs> Welcome back to Not Another Buffalo Podcast. I'm John. I'm here with Pat and Brando. You can find us on Twitter at NotBuffPodcast because we're all not buff. Uh, we're part of the uh, Buffalo <laughs> Rumblings family of podcasts. Happy to be with you guys again. How are you guys doing? Uh, it was warm today. <laughs> I put my AC unit up. <laughs> What's today? May 11th. Uh, yeah, that actually... My parents were saying that, that it was like 81 or something like that there. Oh, I got sunburned. Yeah, my nose is like a little Rudolph-esque right now. Pat, how uh, how are you taking the heat over there in uh, Rochester? I was all right. Went for a walk on uh, Charlotte Pier per usual. We're going to be able to clip oh, that nice. soon, too. Oh, nice. yeah. I think I think that's what you did the, the, before the first the last episode also. Yeah. That's great. Uh, if you live right there, you gotta you just got to do it. Well, if uh, anyone in Charlotte, New York, sees a uh, a man with a killer thrift store find walking around on the pier looking like he's lost, um, that's me. That's bad. But so we had some uh, we had some sad news this week with uh, Jerry Hughes signing with the Houston Texans. Kind of a uh, kind of grew into a fan favorite here for the last nine years, longest tenured Bill. Um, I mean, let's see, where were we nine years ago? Were we still in high school nine years ago? Yes. Yeah. 2013. Yep. So yeah. yeah, you guys would have been in 11th grade. I would have been in 10th grade. Yep. Yep. That's wild. So uh, sad to see him go. He's uh, joining Mario Williams. I'm sorry, not Mario Williams. Uh, Mario Addison in uh, Houston. Also in uh, that's in Jerry's home state. So playing for his hometown team. Um, I'm sure everybody listening to this has heard a lot about it already. Since you know we're talking about this on Wednesday, and this episode comes out on Friday. Um, but it's been kind of a to- hot topic uh, around the block. Is is Jerry Hughes a wall of famer for the Bills? And uh, I think we already, you know, just from our group chat today, probably have some differences of opinion on this. Our, your texts and, uh, were funny. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. I knew I knew it was going to be a good episode as soon as I saw that. So hit me with it. Why or why not uh, should should Jerry Hughes be on the uh, on the wall I'm of fame? I'm going to let Pat take the lead on this one because he knows more about this guy than I do. But, uh, you know, I like Jerry, but Pat passionately likes Jerry. Brandon's like, uh, let me let me have Pat, uh, you know, let me set Pat up so I can curb stomp him. <laughs> no, no, you're not going to curb stomp me. I think that, um, you know, it's 
I think he's a really cool story as well. Um, kind of how we ended up with him. And I mean, I won't say Kelvin Shepard was a, a world beater or anything, but that was an interesting trade, how we got him. And he was an amazing college football player. He was, he was a winner of the lot award, which is like the most impactful defensive college player of the year, I believe in 2008 when he was drafted. So, I mean, he's just the lord of the <laughs> league boys, but um, no, <laughs> I, he's just a very acclaimed college player. And, you know, I guess someone could say his highest sack season was 10 sacks. You know, and I think he never he hit double digit sacks in Buffalo. Really nothing after that. And he did miss Kyler Murray on the Hale Murray. And he did miss Pat Mahomes on the Travis Kelsey catch in the 13 seconds game. But, you know, also at the same time, he's second in Buffalo Bills postseason sacks. And he's played through a lot of coaches. When you think about all the coaches he's gone through, I was trying to think of them in my head, all of them. I mean, he started with, I guess if he started in 2000. 13 with the Bills. Yep. I don't even know. Yep. Probably like Doug Marone, Rex Ryan, Sean McDermott. I mean, that's three three regimes that vastly different. They all had a job through all of them. But I, and he'd be like the first player from my childhood, other than Kyle Williams, to uh, be up there. But I'd have to see what the other guys, you know, comparatively speaking, that are up there have done. So yeah, it is kind of a tough discussion because I think that there's some guys that you know, if you're gonna say like Jerry Hughes you know, 20 years from now, should we put him up on the, on the wall of fame or something like that? Cause it's been that long for some guys who have, I mean, Eric Moltz, when did he retire? Like 2003, four, five. Yeah. Middle of ish. that. Yeah. It's gotta be, it's gotta be somewhere there. Cause he was a pro bowler in 2002. I just heard yesterday on the, on the radio, but okay. Yeah. So it's like Eric Moltz probably got to go up on the wall. Um, also some guys from the nineties, like Cornelius Bennett and Ruben Brown still aren't up on the wall, which is, and obviously, you know, Kyle only retired a few years ago. Kyle's not up on the wall. Um, Fred Jackson for the wall is an interesting discussion too, because it, it depends on what your criteria for the wall is. Is it, you know, fan favorites and people that are celebrated in Buffalo or is it well, just I mean, like, Tasker's up there? Right? Yeah, you know, Tasker's like, a hall of fame um, caliber player. <laughs> He's a Hall of Famer, but I'm saying yeah. like he's also like possibly the biggest fan favorite of all time. Like, well, the fans you know, loved him because he like was he so good. Yeah. He was so good. Yeah, right. No, I mean, he's, I guess, he's, I guess he's a true. case where he has both. I mean, you'd have to find a case where someone was a fan favorite. I mean, who's up on the wall? Who was like? There's like some guys. I'm like Cookie Gilchrist. I've never even. Maybe he's good. I'll look up his stats. Yeah, that's, Cookie I remember, Gilchrist was 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 good. He was. I mean, tell me if you know who these people back. are. George Samies, Fred Smurleys, Fred Smurleys. Yeah, yeah, he was a nose tackle in the eighties. Joe Delamalure. Yeah, he's the Electric Ed Factory. Dubert and Matt, Mike Stratton, uh, Tom Sestak, Patrick McGroger. Uh, Some of those names might be older than we Robert think James. as well, because I mean, the Bills have been around since what nineteen sixty? I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was AFL days, but and also cookie Gilchrist was AFL MVP. So I'm sorry, cookie, um, didn't mean to throw you under the bus. Like that. <laughs> that's the thing you just had. That's a great segue into what I want to say about this is that to be on a wall of fame, MVP or championship game appearance. And when I say championship game, I mean, Super Bowl or AFL championship like cookie was in and he went to three, but one, two, uh, and here's the thing. I, I know it's not the same because sports are different. Um, but when you look at the Sabres, right, they have a few jerseys retired. They just retired Hashix, but he was like the goat of his position. So that's, he never won a cup, he, but he, he brought the best era of the team, arguably, to the city of Buffalo. 
and then they had the French connection and that's it. And then the other team that is the one that sticks out for me is Red Wings. They, Mike Illich, the owner of the Red Wings, goes on record often. I mean, Sergei Fedorov's number is not retired. He, I don't know what he knows who he is, but he won a bunch of cups. He is such a stingy person about whose number goes up on their stadium, who goes up into their building yeah. because... That's one less they jersey are, they can sell, though, too, you know? Well, I mean, they don't... They're still... Like, nobody wears... 91 still like people don't like it's like an unwritten rule that these players don't do it because they might get retired but they have this standard for success that we have done this for so long we've been in the league for this long and we've had these eras of domination championship contention championship wins mvp performance players and this is this standard that i want the bills to have and you started when McDermott got here, his motto is playoff caliber. And on that team, you pick one. You pick either Kyle Williams or Jerry Hughes. But Kyle Williams was better than Jerry Hughes was over the course of his career. He played longer. Only player that stayed for his team. And when you look at Jerry Hughes, 10 sacks, 10 sacks, 5 sacks, 6 sacks, 4 sacks, 7, 4, 4, 2. So I get it. We like Jerry. But... That's fine. He was a good player. But if I'm going to pick one from this era of like, you know, dreadfulness and drought and pain and suffering that I don't think people want to remember that I'm picking Kyle Williams and I'm going to call it a day because Jerry Hughes is not there yet. Um, I love Jerry. That's totally fine to like this guy as a player. I also liked the headache that I got every time he would jump off sides on a third down play, you know, like, or hey, that's, that's a early of, Jerry. That's early. Jerry. That's early Jerry, I but, know, but still, but he I'm was, just saying he wasn't savage about jumping off sides. That's true. That's true. And I mean, an interesting point to, uh, to this all too, is Aaron Schobel had 25 more sacks than Jerry Hughes, I think throughout his bills career. And I think his bills career was shorter than nine years. Um, I don't think Schobel ever played in a playoff game though. Right, but Correct. there's nobody. I mean, we're not beating the table for Aaron Schobel to go up on the on the Wall of Fame, which is a, it's a point that I heard a lot of people make today. Um, but yeah, and he's not the he's not the best player in this era to play that position. Mario Williams was better for a lot for a shorter amount of time. Yeah. Sack totals. Well, high. Jerry Hughes does have ten more. He does have ten more sacks than Kyle Williams. Just to throw it out there. Right. Different positions. Kyle Williams shouldn't even be that close as a D tackle. Right? And Jerry I mean, Hughes has two defensive touchdowns. Yeah. yeah. Well, Kyle Williams has an offensive touchdown. True. <laughs> true. True. Touche. Touche. I'm just saying, that's a long time to play in Buffalo. 15 years. Only the Bills could have left. Pro Bowler in the beginning, middle, and end. Never really fell off. His level of consistency was the same almost the entire career. It wasn't as up and down as Jerry was. And Kyle Williams never took bad penalties. He never hurt the team ever. Everything that he did was team first, community based guy. Like, you know, I, I am very biased towards him. Well, yeah, Andrew knows him like, and his, his kids and stuff. So I'm sure you could attest that, like, he genuinely is a good dude, too. You know yeah. I mean? and, and that's really not to say that Jerry Hughes isn't. Like, I just want to put that he, he asterisk there. Like, Jerry Hughes yeah. is a good dude. You know, yeah. he does stuff for the community. That. He does all that. But again, like, that's not the criteria for the Wall of Fame. You know, maybe maybe the best that we can hope for is like a cool little Jerry Hughes exhibit in the new stadium, you know, when they when they build that. So or like maybe a picture of Jerry. What's his exhibit? Is it the, is it a replay of his touchdown run back? Uh, I don't know. Which I, one? Are you talking the Browns one or are you talking the, the iconic Broncos one? The Broncos, the Broncos one. Broncos yeah, one. like a mini shrine. Yeah. 
just like on repeat. Like, I think but, I could do it. Yeah. Well, anyway, regardless, I mean, we're jumping way into the future here, you know, and I don't want to be too negative about Jerry either because, you know, just because he's not well of fame doesn't mean that we don't, you know, love him and treasure his career and stuff like that. I mean, we talk, we love Fitzy and Fitzy's not going up on the wall. So, mm-hmm. you know, nothing, nothing, nothing to take away from Jerry or anything like that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I'd love if Jerry Hughes was on the wall. Like, what would I, Why? what would I put the chances at? Cause, cause I, I don't, you know, I don't think that having you've never seen it before. You've never seen a guy that you've watched grow up. I would up, rather. I mean, it's just my my qualm is that Jerry was just on better teams, and it shouldn't be that you know equal players from you know worse teams get recognized less often. But that's just how it goes, like ninety nine percent of the time, you know. So it's yeah, like, that's true. And Jerry played in in more playoff games, even though he he's played second. Mostly. He's second in, in playoff sacks behind he Bruce is. Smith, who's he the all time sacks if leader. There's, if general, there's so. if there's any case to be made, it's the playoff sack numbers. For sure. <laughs> yeah, but it's only because the Bills have a putrid playoff history outside of a seven year window in the early nineties, late eighties. Like, who's he battling against? The greatest pass rusher of all time. I would time. have been second in sacks if I suited up and didn't even do anything to Bruce Smith because nobody else is there. Like, who else is there? All right. Well, I don't know. Well, it's like, there's, think- you know, who's it, it's like, it goes, I think Daryl Taylor, Cornelius Bennett, but. Yeah, um, yeah. I think but, he's tied with Daryl Taylor actually, so he's he's sharing that spot. But still, I just think you cannot remember this drought era of the Bills. We did not get to see it. We did not get the privilege to grow up with a player that goes on the wall, except yeah, but Kyle Williams. Jerry, almost half of Jerry's career was outside of the drought with the Bills. Nine years, four of them were with the non-playoff drought Bills. So I don't consider, I don't consider it. He was, he was the bridge between the drought and the successful bills. So he's not, Kyle is the destination to that. He brought, he capped it and and Jerry needed, if Jerry gets to the Super Bowl, I say, yeah, Kyle was on more bad teams than Jerry was. Much yeah, but he closed Gary the bridge. Gary Hughes almost it, won the Super Bowl with Peyton Manning. Or, I mean, not Peyton Manning. I'm sorry. Andrew Luck too. I mean, he was on some nothing great, in Buffalo. He was on some great Colts teams and bills teams. So yeah, I anyway. just think, well, let, let's. Kyle Williams is the pick from that era. Yeah, I, I'd agree with you. I'd like. I don't think you, there's there's no way that no, you can't put Kyle on the wall. Kyle's got to be up there. He does. But anyway, so we're gonna put a cap on the negativity for a second. I got a segment for you guys. I've got some <laughs> Jerry Hughes trivia for you. They get easier to harder, and uh, just for good measure, we're gonna have a 13 second timer for uh, each one. Oh God. Yeah. It's okay. They're not that hard. Pat has already actually said like three of them, like in his (laughs) arguments for, for Jerry Hughes. I'm a Jerry, Jerry fanboy. All right. So you get 13 seconds for each one. All right. You guys ready to go? Yep. All right. Who's Jerry Hughes drafted by? Indianapolis Colts. Indianapolis Colts. All right. Who was Jerry Hughes traded for? Calvin Shepard. Yep. What position did Jerry Hughes play in high school? Running back. Linebacker. Pat, you are correct. Running back, I remember because he said it after the, the Broncos. I, I, he played both ways because I just saw us the linebacker. Okay. Out here at some point. <laughs> All right. Which Bills GM was responsible for trading for Jerry Hughes? Doug Whaley. Doug Whaley. Nope. There's a Buddy Nix. Buddy Nix. Pat, you got it. In what game did Jerry Hughes record a single game record in sacks? It's the Texans playoff game, I think, right? Then they have three sacks. That is correct. Nice shot, Pat. Ooh, All right. Pat's already said this, so this is going to be easy. How many touchdowns does Hughes have in his career? 
Three. Nope. Two. 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 That's correct. Close. Now, Pat, Pat, can you name those touchdowns? Yeah, I can. Browns game, fall 2014. Um, keep us in the playoff on. I was actually watching Death of a Salesman with um, one of the English teacher goats, Dave Carpino, and our uh, AP English <laughs> class. And Carpino was streaming the game on his phone and not watching the, not watching the play at all. But um, and then yeah, it would have been that uh, Denver Broncos game in 2020 where we, or maybe it's 2021 at that point. It's probably still 2020. But it's still we, 2020. It's right before. Yeah, where we seal the whatever AFC East. Yep, that's correct. All right, last one. Who was the last person that Jerry Hughes sacked for the Bills? Oh, God, this is a good question. It's not... Tua, Tua. Nope, Tua sounds right. It's not Mac Jones? Yep, it's Mac Jones. Good job, Patty. Nice. All right. Good one. Nice. You guys got them all. I should have found some harder ones. I knew I should have challenged, but... Pat Pat knows his stuff here. (laughs) Pat shakes his head. I just got to make sure he is second all time. I just want to see who is on this list. For the playoff sacks, still talking about the playoff sacks. <laughs> right back to where we were. Because <laughs> I know it was him and Daryl Taylor, I believe. I want to make sure I give Taylor credit if it is, like both of them. I felt bad for poor Balin Specter, though. They talked to, they like, didn't even put him in any of the embedded. Shit. Apparently, if you go in the seventh round, you're just a total piece of. Shit. <laughs> like the Buffalo Bills don't even care about you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, punk God gets a hole. Apparently, the sixth round is the cutoff. They'll talk about you until you're in the sixth <laughs> round. If you're a seventh rounder, just get out of here, even if you played at Clemson. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. What's his name? Uh, Delvin's, Delvin Cook's brother seemed pretty funny, too. I'm seeing seven sacks for Hughes in the playoffs. Is that right? Seven sacks in 10 games, right? Uh, Nine games. Well, it's interesting because of how quick those stacked up because the very first playoff sack he had, according to this, I'm on pro football reference. You said seven sacks? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would put him in second, I believe. Yeah, because he got three against Houston. That was his, yeah. Those were his first three playoff sacks. Then he, then he had, had one against... Oh, he had sorry. two against Baltimore, that 17-3 to three win. Yeah, one one against Mahomes. Kansas City in the AFC Championship in uh, 2021. Um, and then this past year he had one against New England and that was his last sack, which was Mac Jones, which was the trivia. Way to go out on top, Jerry. Well, we salute you, Jerry. I'm sure that he will be a uh, hero of the drought at some point. I think he, I'm, no, he can't be a hero of the drought because he's he on the good he teams in playoff games. Yeah. If you play in a playoff game, you're not a hero of the drought. Pat, you've already, you've done players that were on uh playoff yeah, teams I as have, well. I have. Have you? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Wait, have I? Yeah, yeah. I did because I did and Todd Brandon, Collins. Brandon, you've also picked Sabres players that were on, you know, playoff teams before they like from the front half of the drought. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's true. Briefly. Like rookie year. Briefly. Their one year of like, the I don't think Stefan yeah. Diggs or Cole Beasley could be a hero of the drought or like No, that's John not Brown true. Even. I mean the drought was already well, broken Steph by Diggs the time missed, they, yeah, they yeah, shot yeah. out. Yeah. They're definitely not pre twenty seventeen players. Yeah. What is it? The, but if they're on the team in 2017, Calvin Benjamin so. can be uh, the the hero of the one year drought in between the Houston game and uh, they were reading off. Oh, sorry, I was no, I was good. just gonna say they were reading off on WGR yesterday. There's only been 11 players since 1995 that have been um, two time All Pros, and I was happy that we picked uh, Jarisberg because he was on that list and like 
It just like took me back because I had to like literally look through some pro football reference like stats to even be reminded that he existed. So there'll definitely be some guys. There'll be some diamonds in the rough. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how many bills from this team go up on the wall 20 years from now. All of them. (laughs) (laughs) Trey White, Matt Milano, Tremaine Edmonds, Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde, Josh Allen, Deion Dawkins, Stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis. Possibly Mitch Morris. Mitch Morris, Punk God, Kyler Bass. <laughs> this guy has not kicked a single down in the NFL yet. We're already putting him on the wall. He's already on the wall. Also, Brandon, right I'm pretty first. sure you've argued for moving on from Tremaine next year, like on this show. That before. doesn't mean <laughs> that if he wins a Super Bowl this year, that I'll put him on. If you win a Super Bowl on this team, or I'll and tattoo you to my face. Well, I think there should also be some sort of mural of Taron Johnson running back the the 101 yards because I feel like that's a Wall of Fame moment for a non-Wall of Fame player, but like they need some sort of I mean, Taron Johnson's not bad. Like he's not a bad player. No, he's not Wall of Fame. He is. He's good. He's like the best nickel corner in the league. If he keeps going, I mean, he's like, that could be a Steve Tasker player of this generation. Yeah. I mean, that's a position that's getting more and more valued as, you know, obviously offenses are getting more and more air powered. But anyway, But before we get too off topic, we're going to get a break in here. And uh, actually, on the other side, it'll magically be Thursday. So we're (laughs) going to wait until tomorrow night to record a little bit about the schedule since uh, a lot more stuff will be coming out. And hopefully the NFL doesn't drag it out because we'll need to go to bed. Um, After dark special. Yeah. So uh, also, if this is the end of the episode, it means we didn't make it. So (laughs) this is it. Go Bills, but if not, we'll uh, we'll see you on the other side. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. here it's uh magically thursday night at about 908 eastern but we uh we have the bills full schedule leaks all set aside now set in stone tweeted by the bills and uh, officially now so this is what we got we got opening the season at la rams 8 20 p.m on nbc that is the big sunday football kickoff it is sunday night football technically but it's on a thursday then back-to-back primetime weeks we've got monday night football versus tennessee uh, night home opener. That'll be fun. 
And we got Miami, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Kansas City at 425 p.m. Uh, heading into the bye week, then versus Green Bay on Sunday Night Football at New York Jets Sunday 1 p.m. versus Minnesota versus Cleveland at Detroit on Thanksgiving. That's the early game on CBS at New England on Thursday Night Football following that uh, versus the Jets at 1 p.m. And then we got versus Miami in the TBD spot. Um, that's that could be flexed into a night game or a Saturday. Um, then on Christmas Eve, we have at Chicago at 1 p.m. on CBS following week at Cincinnati Monday night football on January 2nd. And then final week of the season will be either a Saturday or Sunday versus new England. Um, and that'll be January 7th or 8th. So first, first thoughts, first impressions. Uh, I will be in Detroit for that game. hundred percent. If I'm not, I'm very sad. Uh, Lions bills. I've been waiting for it for 26 years. Um, you know, usually the Matt Stafford jersey comes out on Thanksgiving. I said it would be like a tradition. It's the one time I wear it forever. Uh, but I think the tradition dies this year, boys, because uh, Joshy, the new tradition will be alive. But I really hope that the Bills keep this. Like, I want this to be real. Like, I want the Bills game on Thanksgiving. It's great. If the Bills and Lions, you know, they keep that going, it'll be a great day for me. And, you know. Um, love the Thursday night opener. Love that we have a tough schedule, but it, it really highlights some marquee things. I love to see the Bills smash the Patriots on Thursday night football. Like Pat said earlier when we were talking, Aaron Rodgers is a, you know, in his prime veteran quarterback against first game ever, Josh Allen. But now we have, uh, uh, like, I would rather have Josh than. Aaron Rodgers at this point in their careers. So it'll be fun to watch them battle. And obviously the chiefs rematch in Kansas city. Yeah. So that game at four twenty-five, that is not a primetime game because I believe that that's one of those games that CBS protected. So each network, when they're, when they get games like that are allowed to protect them from going into primetime so that CBS, you know, doesn't lose some of the marquee matchups to NBC and NBC gotcha. doesn't just get all the best matchups by default. They so, all, all the networks pay outrageous amounts of money to be able to get these games. And if I'm paying the $18 billion over five years and I get Jags versus Jets or I get, you know, Cardinals versus Raiders, I mean, Packers, what, I don't know. I don't know you know what I'm saying? Any bad <laughs> yeah. teams, whatever it is. I'm just saying, like, you're not getting Rams, Bills, Bills, Chiefs, Patriots, Bucks, Bucks, Rams, like these marquee matchups, Pittsburgh Ravens. But like if if you're the NFL, you're like, yo, they're paying me $18 billion also. So I got to throw them a bone. I got to give yeah. them something. Yeah. Also notable, only half of the games on the schedule are Sunday at 1 p.m. Love that for me. <laughs> yeah, right. Like right. really, but also I hate that for me because like school nights. Right, right. <laughs> So Pat, you're uh, you're gonna try to go to most of these games, you think? Yeah, I think so. Um, at Any, least... Anyone stand out? Like, what are you? What are the first ones that you'd want to go to in Orchard Park? Well, I'm definitely gonna get tickets for the, you know, the Monday Night Football game against the Titans, and it, it kind of sucks because we've seen this matchup three years in a row, and like the last two times we haven't really played so well. But just to say you're there, and then. Also, oh, I, I, think, see- I think they're going to kick the Titans butt this yes. year, honestly. No, I do too. Uh, Malik it's Willis, it's, it's going to be a party. And-, and if not, Malik Willis and Ryan Tannehill will have beaten each other up so badly that there'll be a third stringer <laughs> in there. And, <laughs> right. um, you know. 
But I want to see the Packers game too, like Brando was saying. Um, you know, I think that that would be really cool. And come see the Browns come. See the new look uh, Cleveland Browns. That'd be cool as well. A lot of drunken, you know, Rust Belt citizens going at it too. That'll be, that'll be a good time. <laughs> so. There you go. I think that, that that Titans home opener is going to be a lot of fun because, I mean, remember the atmosphere before the home playoff game last year? Like how they lit up the stadium and they did what a lot of other NFL teams do before the game where they turn all the lights off because they got the LEDs and they can do that now. And, you know, they have all the lights throughout the stadium and it just looks amazing on TV. And I'm sure it's even cooler in person. I mean, you guys were at that game. That was obviously the first time that you guys had experienced that at a bills game. How is that going to feel like that kind of energy going into like a home opener in a year where your team is expected to win the super bowl at this point, honestly. It's interesting because of the last eight home openers, this would be the eighth one that I would be at the one that I really remember the most and correct me if I'm wrong, but we played the Colts, Andrew Lux Colts with Tyrod's first year in 2015. Yep, that was Rex's first year as well. Rex's first game. Percy Harvin touchdown. Yeah. Right. They, they had the record season ticket holders sales that year. The bills were coming off their, you know, disappointing nine and seven finish, but could have pushed for the playoffs. And I remember being up in the upper level of the 300s in the very last row of the stadium and the, and the floor shaking. And uh, that is one of the loudest times I've ever been in the stadium. And they've gone louder than that in that moment. But for home openers, that was one of like, I just remember taking it in on that Percy Harvin touchdown and just being like, wow, what am I doing here? And again, that was my first time ever at the stadium. So I will always remember that home opener. But I don't even remember last year's home opener. What, what was it? The These Steelers. Are, Steelers, Steelers was a yep. freaking dud. Like, didn't yeah. you say those guys from Pittsburgh were cool? Though? Great guys, man. We, <laughs> I I chilled with them after the game. I pushed the dude like six miles in a freaking wheelchair. I'm not kidding. He went the wrong way. We got lost. It was a whole thing. <laughs> um, but it was a terrible game. Like terrible game. And uh, I mean, even the last couple of years, what even the one we played the Jets when it was Josh's second year. Yeah, we came it out we so threw, bad. <laughs> no, we threw the ball like 19 times in a row. And I was like, let's go. I love this. Let's yeah. go. This is great. Uh, but I mean, it was, it was still like all field goals. Like it was just and it was a, it was um wasn't that that was the game where Josh won it on the pass to John Brown. You're talking about, right? Or are you talking about the second one where I think that was the second one where he caught it to John Brown? The That was in that, that was, was in New York. Open, that was in an opening day game. I don't oh, that's not that was in New York. home opener. You're right. Oh, it wasn't that opening was, day. Right. You're that right. was you're opening right. day. Sorry. That was opening day. I was actually in California watching that game. Because I remember both games. We came from behind. Yep. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I'm, my, my games in the beginning of the season really blend together. Yeah. Um, I have a real hard time with <laughs> Also notable, I mean, we were predicting... I feel like Brandon was the strongest against that they were going to get a Cincinnati primetime game, but that ended up happening. And then Baltimore, which we all thought that they deserved a primetime game against Baltimore. That is a Sunday 1 p.m. game. Um, well, I just want to know. I want the discussion to be had before we get to it. Uh, maybe a Twitter poll is in order, but a Buffalo will beat a, uh, a Buffalo will beat a Bengal. 
That is an interesting. Cage, right? I mean, those two right. animals definitely don't run into each other in the wild very often. I mean, I'd imagine they come from very different climates. Yeah, so giving them both. I would assume. So I don't know if there's any precedence for Probably this. Some internet content. And honestly, I don't. I don't. I don't even. I don't even know if I have a side for this one. Like, uh, you know, Bengal ver- Bengal versus Ram. I don't understand how you could not pick out buffalo like almost every time. But a buffalo slow though is my only thing, and like, there's more of a buffalo that the. You know, a bangle could hit like it's got more surface area to get like clawed on. But right. You ever see? Uh, you're an Ice Age fan, right? Right. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I was thinking about. All right. Ice you've Age. you've seen uh, Diego and his pals take down a mammoth, so I, I don't. I also saw that. Diego defend a mammoth, and I saw the mammoth put up a little bit of a fight. I'm talking one, uno yep. on uno, mano y mano. Yeah. Yeah. Do the buffalo every time. Let's see. About to have to look up some dark web. Video content for confirmation. <laughs> All right. Well, what are you looking forward what, to, John? What games do you what, think? What you am might I get looking to? forward to? Yeah, I'm going to get into one of these games this year. I don't know if I will be able to. I know that probably the only time that I will be in New York throughout this time period is most likely going to be Thanksgiving, which. So you just I'll come be, to Detroit with us. Yeah. I'll, I'll be in, you know, I'll be out in Albany you know, at my sister's house for Thanksgiving, most likely. So, um, and by Albany, you mean, uh, Detroit <laughs> <laughs> and by your sister's house, you mean Ford field, <laughs> something like and that. And with your right? family, you mean me and Pat <laughs> right. <laughs> trifecta right there. Uh, dude, honestly, I don't know about you guys. And again, I'm saying this talking out of my booty, but my family would probably like going to this game. Like they're Michiganders. They would go, um, and I think your mom and your dad are diehard enough fans, John. I'm, I'm shouting them out for their love of the game here. That if you ask them nicely, that you could make a family trip out of it. And you know, Mike's probably going to walk to Detroit anyways for that game. So that's true. That's true. But yeah, that one I really love the Cincinnati Monday night matchup, second to last week of the year on January second. That'll be fun. But yeah, obviously Green Bay is a good draw. I, I, I'm just going to come out and say fourteen and three. That's that's how I'm feeling right about now. And the three losses aren't going to be the ones that we expect, I feel like, because they're just going to be random duds here and there. I also really like uh, Chicago on New Year's, or on Christmas Eve. That's like a nice, calm game to really enjoy Christmas. Like, there's no chance that Christmas Eve is going to be it's gonna spoiled. It's going to be deck the halls with Justin Fields. Right, exactly. La, 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 you loser. All right. <laughs> but... <laughs> It's 920, guys. It's 920. NABP after dark. All right. Well, <laughs> after dark. We're going to get out of here before this gets uh, too far out of hand. <laughs> um, but you guys know where to find us on Twitter at NotBuffPodcast. Thanks for listening in. Uh, give us your thoughts on the schedule. If there's any games that you feel like you can't miss that we didn't mention on here, or feel free to tweet at us. But uh, until next week, uh, we're off for now. So uh, go Bills. Go Bills.
Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.